You're listening to the Pros and Cons Podcast with Chrissy and Aaron Kahn. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Aaron and Chrissy Kahn for the Pros and Cons Podcast. Uh, we are on episode three. There's always IVF or uh, in vitro fertilization. I think I got that correct this time. Um, so here I am with, like I said, my co-host, Chrissy. Uh, Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode three. And again, we're continuing our sequence um, with really bad advice that you get while you're on your infertility journey. And people often say, oh, there's always IVF. Just go ahead and do IVF. Mm, Have you heard of IVF? Um, yes, so IVF is in vitro fertilization, and today we're going to walk you through that process and what it looked like for us. I think mm-hmm. we did five or six rounds of in vitro fertilization. Six, six rounds. Six rounds. Mm-hmm. Oh, they add up so fast. They do. It's, so, and it, they kind of blend together, too. So. They sure do. Yeah. And so, honey, do you want to share how many births a year IVF is responsible for it? Yeah, sure. So uh, the CDC reports that 2% of all U.S. births uh, annually, that's every year, are, are resulting from uh, IVF. That's about 4 million people. 4, 4 million, babies. million babies through IVF. Um, and, you know, and again, that's just the United States because that's just the CDC reports. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, you know, just right here in the good old U.S. of A. Um, and that's that's a lot of babies. That's, and that's a lot of babies. It's become a huge uh, industry. Uh, and in fact, um, it costs a lot, a lot of money. Um, mm-hmm. It's, and we're going to go ahead and break down the costs for you, like because we always, we always like to to ground people in uh, reality, and the best way to do that is with numbers and statistics. Especially because it really added up for us. Oh yeah. Um, and you know, eventually we had to file bankruptcy, mm-hmm. and after spending over thirty thousand dollars and trying to be parents, and we just want to be real, so you know you know, what you're in for. Um, and so, Aaron, do you want to share the cost for one cycle, one IVF so cycle? just one IVF cycle, uh, SANS insurance, uh, is about $12,000. Uh, and that, you know, that's like on the low end of things. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's for like, you know, it, sometimes it can cost uh, up to like $15,000 uh, for one cycle. Uh, so, like, what we're looking at really here is, Twelve is like mid range. Uh, the the low end is about ten thousand dollars. It just it, it depends on who you go to. It depends on the the okay. facility, uh, the size of it, and and so on and so forth. Because like um, uh, we had we went to the uh, fertility center of Maryland uh-huh. first, and they were uh, a, I, I think a little bit on the the cheaper end. Uh, yes. Uh, as compared to uh, when we went to Shady Grove after that, um, which was definitely more expensive uh-huh. but that's because that place is like crazy is advanced baby making machine hub of like the eastern seaboard yes yeah it's crazy <clears throat> um those numbers just to note though do not reflect the cost of medication correct um so be prepared you're gonna get a box full of medication and mm-hmm. needles mm-hmm. and 
all these things you just never dreamed you'd have to encounter. That's right. <laughs> and it's just, it's so many needles, you guys. It's so many needles. So many needles. So Aaron was the needle person, so he will have more info on that. But medications without insurance can be up to $1,500 mm-hmm. per cycle. Yep. Again, we're just talking about one cycle. And the really important thing I want you to know, because I was very naive um, going <laughs> into IVF, I just said, oh, great, you know, we'll just do one cycle and become pregnant and get our baby and that'll be it. Um, oh, no. no. <laughs> not, not, even, not even a little. No. And what you need to know about IVF is your fertility center is learning your body. They are learning why you're not able to conceive. They're trying to figure out the medications that are best going to promote um, follicles, which we're going to get to later on. Mm-hmm. But they're trying to figure out what's going to work for you. And often, it really, most people do not become pregnant on the first IVF cycle. It is, so it is extremely rare. know that going in, you're probably going to have to do multiple IVF cycles. Oh, yeah. And then you won't set yourself up, you know, for being super, super disappointed. Right. Like we were, of course. <laughs> <laughs> we were just like, this was supposed to work without the IVF. And right. now we've done IVF, but it's still not working. Nope. Oh, nope. boy. Um, and so the other thing is, even with insurance, we were still asked for each cycle to put a down payment of around $2,000 for yep. the cycle. And then the medications still cost about one fifty. So, you know, right off the bat with insurance, you're looking about, um, you know, 2200 2200 So just, you know, don't have a heart attack when they <laughs> ask you to hand you, you know, that down payment. And you will have to talk to, like we talked about last time, when you meet with the fertility center, their financial people will sit down with you and go over everything because they will not start that cycle oh, until God, no. you have paid. No, they, they need to see that cash. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, it's a business. It is a business, um, a baby-making business. And because we like to be logical and concrete with you, we're going to go through the steps. You know, last time we really focused on the differences in fertility centers, small fertility centers, large fertility center. Your step one is that consultation with whatever fertility center you choose. Um, and please, you know, choose a doctor that you feel is going to best meet your situation mm-hmm. and your needs. You want to make sure you feel comfortable asking questions, being heard. If you don't, go to another fertility center. Yeah, definitely. It. You have to be comfortable with, with the people you're working with there because you're going to be there a lot. Yeah, and that's for ladies and their partners. You know, it needs to be a good fit for both. You guys, you, you know, you better step up and be with your with your partner throughout all this because it's a lot. It's very taxing emotionally. It is. Uh, and, and people need their partner with them. So after you choose your fertility specialist, your fertility center, you're going to move on to step two. And we hit on this a little bit last time with the baseline blood work and ultrasounds. Um, Ladies, you might even do what's called a mock embryo transfer. Um, We did not do that at Fertility Center of Maryland. Probably should have, would have saved a lot of of issues. Um, We did that at Shady Grove. What that is, is they're just doing a mock trial run of what it's going to look like at the end 
when you go to transfer your embryo because right. they need to know, you know, what kind of tubes they're going to use and all the technicalities. It's part of that. That's that part about, you know, getting to know your body and yes. figuring out because it's, it's all, uh, you know, everybody's different. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, you might have some, some uh, extra complications that they're going to have to know about uh, prior to the yeah. actual surgery. And again, we found out I did and right. <laughs> did not yes. know that going in. Quite a bit. Um, so step two, though, is really about your baseline blood work and ultrasound. Mm -hmm. You will have this happen maybe around the time of your cycle. The reason is, is because they want to know naturally, you know, how are your ovarian follicles? And that is a word I heard a lot in our first round of Follicle. Mm -hmm. Follicle, follicle, follicle. I'm like, okay, I know a follicle is a hair on my head. <laughs> what is it doing in infertility? Um, so what follicles are is they hold the eggs for your reproduction, and they're extremely important in the IVF cycle. So you're, everything you're working through, you're trying to get follicles, 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 mm -hmm. because that means the more that you have the more eggs they're gonna likely retrieve, and then those eggs can be fertilized with your partner's sample, and hopefully result in quality embryos, and that's the baby, you know, that's yep. what you want. Um, and so what they're trying to do is they're trying to see, okay, how many do you produce on your own without the help of medication? And so once they have that information, they will be able to tell you the best combo of medications for your cycle. Now, I will say our first rounds, um, they use one set um, medications for us and it looked good, looked good, looked good. And then after egg retrieval, we did not get quality embryos. Um, right. And so for cycles two and three, they changed our medication regimen. And so that really helped because, you know, we got we got pregnant off of cycle two. We had a miscarriage, but you know we got pregnant. We had closer, one, closer. yeah, we <laughs> had one left over, um, and then we got pregnant again and had another miscarriage. Right. So that's what they're doing with that baseline blood work um, and ultrasounds. And you know, ladies, just get used to it because I used to say, you know, you're gonna start your morning and you're gonna have a needle in your arm and your pants down and a thing up your hoo-ha. And it's just <laughs> like, good morning. Um, and so that is gonna be pretty much every day for your IVF cycle. So that is step three. At, or step two, then we're moving on to step three. Before you get to step three, you will get a medication calendar that will look like calculus. <laughs> for me, I'm not a math person. I have a bachelor's degree, a master's degree. Every time I saw this stupid medication calendar, it did not make any sense to me. Thankfully, my partner, you know, he grew up in a medical household. And he was able to decipher it. Honey, do you want to talk a little bit about the medication calendar? So it basically just gives you, um, it, it looks really confusing because they have to do like the, the shorthand for all the types of medication. Um, and then they also do like the dosage and like at what time you're supposed to, to do all that stuff. And that, that, if they're good, they'll also tell you like what gauge of needle to use. Um, and because that, that also varies widely um, mm -hmm. and is extremely crucial to actually properly administering medication that you're that you're getting and you want to do it right because this stuff like we were saying earlier bringing it back to cost it's fifteen hundred dollars for for uh just medication alone and if you don't uh -huh. want if you don't have to do 
you know, more rounds of IVF don't. <laughs> yeah. uh, so you got to make sure that you do every, you follow um, the medication uh, calendar calendar correctly. And if you have a hard time deciphering what's going on there, definitely try to uh, ask the actual um, uh, the, the doctor about uh-huh. like how to break that down. Um, uh, the, the nurses will be a little bit more curt with you. They probably won't give you a whole lot of time with that. But if you ask the doctor, typically they'll take the time to say like, okay, so here's how much what you're doing. Uh-huh. Here's what gauge, uh, gauge of needle to use. Here's the mixture because they, we'll get into all that stuff. But um, that's basically uh, what you need to know about the, the calendar. It's extremely important because um, like, uh, like I said, you don't want to do more cycles if you don't have to. No, and you know, with some fertility centers, they'll, you know, give you some resources before you start and maybe some videos. They do not like it if you take videos there. Nope, that's HIPAA. That's a HIPAA violation, hardcore. I'm a visual learner, right. so like, you know, I wanted to see it. <laughs> um, but the other important thing is you want to be able to reach your fertility center anytime to ask them a question. So if you're at a fertility center and it's really hard to get in touch with them, they're probably not the right ones That's, for you because you just totally you never know what's going to happen. Um, and I know, you know, for us, we had some hiccups with the medication, and we really needed to talk to someone, and we were able to get our fertility center in Maryland right away. Mm-hmm. They were very good about answering the phones over there. Um, honey, do you want to explain? You always talk about the needle, the smaller it is, the bigger it is. So, uh, yeah, sure. Just real quick, um, basic um, medication stuff uh, is that the larger the number for the gauge of the needle, the smaller the needle is. Uh-huh. So if you get like, um, if you, you you look at your calendar, it's like, oh, it just says a seven gauge needle. That's not that seven. Seven's like this big. <laughs> Seven's huge, that's intramuscular. You will get that. You will, you will you get will that. You will get that. But if you, and you see 22 gauge needle, that's actually, that's, that's a tiny one. And those that's actually more commonly used. Um, but uh, like that trigger shot, that's going to be like a seven, uh-huh. um, and that's when we uh, have to like bite real down into the uh, muscle tissue. Yeah, uh, and it's extremely uncomfortable and uh, kind of harrowing if you've never handled a needle before. Um, yes. So kudos to everybody there handling the needles, right. the partners. Again, I was very blessed. Aaron did all that. I know some women who do it themselves. I know some who have friends who are nurses come over and do it. You know, for anybody helping with that process, bless you. Thank you. Yeah, bless you. Um, bless you. Moving on to step three. This is the most important, the ovarian stimulation. Ooh, boy. Yeah. Doesn't that sound nice? Oh, lovely. It's not nice. No. Um, <laughs> it's not nice at all. And it makes me think of a favorite song. I'm only going to say it three times. Yep. Shot, shot, shots. And then we have to cut it out there because yeah. we have licensing for the song. We don't want to get sued. Good, correct. That's not shots for everybody. Just you ladies. Just the ladies, guys. We don't get shots. Just the female Mm -hmm. gets the shots. Mm -hmm. And so this is where you are following that medication calendar. And your partner is injecting sometimes between two to four shots a day um, around, you know, your abdomen. And ladies, I would just say, you know, pinch your tummy wherever they're going to do the shot and make sure you go from side to side because you're going to bruise um, it's, it's just going to happen you only have so much real estate that you're working with uh and, absolutely you know, it's just it, bruising is going to happen and it's just you know it's really hard it's really hard to wake up every morning and have your blood taken <laughs> and then have an ultrasound 
and also have had your shots already, two in the morning, two at night. Um, but while you're going through it, you're so focused on doing these steps because you think, oh, it's going to lead to me being a mom. Right. I'm going to do this because it's going to lead to me being a mom. So you're like really determined and so focused on that. Um, the problem is, is you're being shot full of all these hormones and you literally feel like a gumball machine. So your ovaries are building these follicles and it's just like, oh, like you're just like ready to burst. So gumball machine. I don't think I've ever heard you use that before, but that's, oh, that's hilarious. Oh, it's my head, but <laughs> it did not feel pleasant. Yes. And you are not pleasant around this you time. Can, you can even be, uh, some would say, like dangerously unbalanced yeah, <laughs> sometimes. Indeed. So I look back and I'm like, how in the heck did I do this so many times while being an assistant principal? Yeah, we were all... In charge of a school mm -hmm. with like 40 teachers and over 500 kids. Um, but I, again, I was blessed with my staff. They knew my journey. Um, you were very open about it. It's not like it was a mystery. Yeah. And, you know, so they knew when I was a little bit more hormonal than usual. They <laughs> Just could tell. me through it. I mean, I'm usually hormonal, but <laughs> <laughs> it was way worse. <laughs> so let's say you get through this um, and you have a whole lot of follicles and they'll tell you. Um, so that's the other thing we kind of left out, honey. Do you want to talk about like what you're looking at during the ultrasound, um, you know, how yes. they measure the follicles. That's that's going to be really hard to, to, to describe, but effectively what you're going to see is the ultrasound technician uh, going through with a little cursor uh, over um, these dark spots uh, all over the screen. And what she's doing is she's measuring the follicles where the eggs sit, uh, like, basically like little egg sacs inside, yeah. of, your, uh, inside of your uterus. And... Um, and what they're doing is just making sure that the follicles are, are of a size that would be suitable enough for a good amount of eggs. Uh -huh. And they're kind of just like mapping that out for the uh, purposes of being able to figure out where they are so that they have a game plan for when they go in for the actual egg retrieval. Uh -huh. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes you'll hear like, oh, you have beautiful ovaries. Yep, yep. Oh, that happens so a lot. many follicles. <laughs> and you just like you feel this sense of pride because <laughs> you are taking all these shots and you're doing all this work and you just. Thank you. Right. You know, I never thought I wanted to compliment you beautiful ovaries, but <laughs> you know, it does feel good in that moment. So once you feel like you're about to burst, um, you will probably be looking at step four. Step four is egg retrieval. Ladies, this is surgery. So don't get it twisted. This is surgery. It's outpatient surgery. It takes about 30 minutes. But this is where they're going to get. You still go under. Yeah, you go under, and this is where they're going to get all those follicles and see how many eggs you have. Yep. yep. Gross. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> honey. Yeah, that's what they said. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> really, the actual procedure, we're not scooping anything out, <laughs> is they are draining, they're taking the ovarian follicles out. So, they do, you know, put a tube up there, they retrieve them, they're drained, and the fluid is sent to the lab to find eggs. The eggs are drawn out of the follicles. And then before you leave that day, you will know how many eggs you got. And so that's really cool because you're like, oh my God, I've worked so hard, had all these follicles, how many eggs do we have? Mm -hmm. um, something important we should talk about. So you're getting close, you're getting down with your medication calendar. 
Um, it will change based on your egg retrieval date. But three days before the surgery, you have to have a trigger shot. Bum, bum, bum. Trigger shot. And so um, this is intramuscular, mm-hmm. and they will mark on your you know, almost like your backside, but your thigh. I can't, I'm not explaining. It it, it depends on on where they want to to mark it down. It's but it's going to be on your back. It could be like on your posterior. Uh-huh. Uh, it could also be like directly over, kind of closer to your, to your tailbone. Um, but they they will mark the spot for you. Don't go in there guessing. They're, they right. they they do that for you because. Like I said, uh, uh, this is the uh, the seven gauge needle. Yeah. Uh, this is the the deeply painful uh, and uncomfortable needle, um, and they don't mess around with it. Uh, they also will give you the instructions that you need to be able to actually perform the shot appropriately. And I'm going to go ahead and give you a quick overview of that because uh, <laughs> it's it's very important. It's um, you gotta you gotta really make sure that you nail that X uh, where they mark it down. And even if your partner like flinches, and they will because it's a huge needle. Uh, you, you gotta just you get in there and then you, you pull back on that plunger and you if you see uh-huh. um, bubbles that's good that's a good thing you want to see bubbles so you pull back just a skosh on that uh, plunger to the point where you see bubbles and then push the rest of that fluid back down in there and then and then try and exit as smoothly as you can um, and very very importantly when you pull back on that plunger if you start to see a whole lot of blood in there you did it wrong and <laughs> basically, you don't want blood. <laughs> no, it, it's it's a, it's okay to have uh, blood at the puncture site. That's okay. Um, we actually, I freaked out a little bit because we got some blood at the puncture site, mm-hmm. but that's fine. That's not an issue. Uh, the issue is if there's any blood inside of the um, the actual syringe as you're pulling that plunger back. Uh, if that happens, pull that needle out and then just put pressure on that thing. And, um, you know, buy your, your wife some flowers. <laughs> <laughs> and ladies, I will say the first time we did this, like, I decided, oh, I'm going to watch in the mirror. Um, Don't do that. Mm, <laughs> not smart. Not smart. No. And we did get blood, um, but it was it was not inside the needle nope. the first time. Nope. Um, a couple of times, what we had happen was really abnormal. We did the trigger shot. And then they will do your blood work the next day, of course, because why would you miss a day of blood work right. during an IVF cycle? No. Um, they will make sure it got into your body because they cannot do that surgery without the trigger shot. Exactly. And a couple times for us, we know we did it. We, <laughs> we, <laughs> we did know. it. And it didn't work. It didn't show up in my body. Yeah, um, it just so didn't, it didn't take somehow. No one could explain why, but that ha- did happen a couple times. That could happen, just FYI. If that does happen, then your egg retrieval day will change. And, and if you're looking for an explanation, don't bother, because even the people at, at um, if, over at uh, Fertility Center of Maryland, they were just like, no, oh, no, it didn't show up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do it again. Do it again. And it's it just again. Like, instead of being like, you know, here's here's reasons why, they're just like, uh-huh. no, you know, the human body. The human body is weird. So yeah, just great. Thanks. Thanks awesome. so much. Um, and so then, ladies, just know you will need to take off that day for egg retrieval. You're going to be... You don't want to go back to work. You're going to be in some pain um, afterwards. Um, another really fun thing that happened that we learned I had now... Keep in mind, I had major knee surgery at 19, and I had no complications with anesthesia. Everything was fine. So I was not nervous 
to go in for surgery. You know, I just wanted to. No, you were, you, were, you were cool as a cucumber. Yeah. Until after the first time. Right. Because, you know, my mom came with me. Aaron had to work that day. And I will never forget, I'm talking to my mom in the waiting room. And all of a sudden, I just said, I feel weird. Yeah. And she saw my lips turn blue. And Blood then I just dropped. passed mm-hmm. out. And so I woke up and I had my fertility specialist who, you know, they try to maintain that calm demeanor. They're not going to act like they're freaked out, but I could tell she was freaked out. The anesth- she was freaked out. The anesthesiologist was super freaked out. And she started, like, basically, like, yelling at me, like, do you have a heart condition? Yeah. <laughs> do you have seizures? Do you have sleep apnea? Literally none of those things. No, but now you're freaking me out. <laughs> well, you need to get tested for all of those things. So... What it was is I have a vasovagal response. Correct. Vasovagal. Good job. First first try. Thank you, honey. Do you yeah. want to tell everybody what that is? A vasovagal response is effectively just when your body uh, is starts to freak out um, and kind of just goes into panic mode and your blood pressure drops, your heart rate uh, goes like crazy. And uh, like for you, you're... That's effectively what happened. So you were just like freezing cold and shivering, and we had to just like load on like blankets and put socks right. on. And we, uh, I believe the um, the really nice nurses even brought over like heated blankets. Yeah. Uh, that, like they were really good about it. And it was so funny because after you had done that the first time, they they uh, they got used to you. It's <laughs> like, oh, Chrissy's coming in. Oh, the vasovagal one. Yeah, the vasovagal one. And, oh yeah. <laughs> and I have different anesthesiologists because you have them. You know, they trade off on who's there for that day. Yeah. Virtual. But you're it, well, you were all chartered up, they, so they knew what to expect. So I told them. Right, of course. <laughs> the best one I have is like this Russian guy, and like it didn't phase him at all. No, so it's right. a Russian dude. <laughs> that was great. That was great. But I did. I did have it every time. Um, and yeah, so, without fail. Without fail. Um, so just know that that can happen. Um, the other thing is. You know, it's really nice when you have a little fertility center and they have mobile or something inspirational as you're looking up at the ceiling, getting your anesthesia with your hoo-ha, hanging out, getting ready to have, you know, a tube inserted. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was just a nice plus. I will say, ladies, because I'm a part of several IVF groups, um, a lot of us going through this journey, it's really hard to get a lot of good quality eggs and follicles. I had a lady post the other day. Oh, I was only oh, expecting one or two. I had 68 follicles and 32 eggs. And we're all just like, ugh, seriously? <laughs> like, you know, because for us, like, we were lucky if we ended up with one right. at the end. So whereas even if we ended up with, you know, 30 follicles and then we got 12 really good eggs, when we got to the final, we usually only ended up with one or two. Yep. Um, so that is step four, egg retrieval. Honey, I think we should take a break. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and take a break before but, we reach uh, step five. Before um, we take a break, we just want to give a shout out to Clovercrest Media. Those guys are awesome. Who we are now a part of. We're so happy to be a part of the Clovercrest family. Um, and ready for a break when you are, dear. Sounds good. When we come back, step five. Okay, great. Awesome. We're doing great. Uh-huh. How do you feel? Good. How do you feel? Fantastic. All right. So now that we're all the way back here, I'm just going to start us back up again. Okay. <clears throat> Three, two, one. And we are back with the Pros and Cons podcast. 
All right, sweetie. Well, when we left off, we had just talked about step four, um, which was egg retrieval. We went through all that. Yes. We are now on to step five, which is fertilization. Fertilization. So, ladies, while you're in your surgery, so usually that day, this is your partner's turn. They're going to go and they're going to give their sample their man gravy. Uh, that's right. See, even you're using it now. It's <laughs> <laughs> so gross. Gross. <laughs> the man gravy. Um, they're going to give the sample, um, and they do have, like, instructions you have to follow before surgery. You will get those instructions. Um, so, and those instructions are, are relatively easy for, for us. I mean, like, the, come on, guys. At, at the end of the day, this is way harder for the ladies. Right. All we have to do is not be sexually active for um, two days uh -huh. uh, prior to. But also, don't wait too long because then you're going to get, like, kind right. of backed up. Uh, and you're, and uh, part of the problem is like backed up. That's a real thing. Uh, you can get backed up, and that's that's unhealthy for your sperm mm -hmm. as well. Uh, you don't want to do that. Um, so you you want to have like two day two day break for, for zero um, sexual activity, like whatsoever. Mm -hmm. uh, no masturbation. Right. Correct. And if unfortunately, like if you're prone to maybe having an issue, like where that happens to you in your sleep, you're gonna have to let them know that, and you're gonna have yeah. to do something to be able to figure out how to keep yourself from being stimulated at night. Um, I'm sure that there are stuff, there are, are steps to take. Um, I don't, I don't have that problem. Um, it was just for me with the issue was, was not being sexually active for two days. That was kind of rough, uh, but <clears throat> that's okay. As, as far as things go. And then they will give you uh, instructions and it's typically, it's a very, uh, uh, you know, nice private situation. They even yeah. scheduled guys when they come in, they will want to make sure that there's nobody else in that area like yeah. so you have your own little suite that you go into uh, with a typically a very comfortable chair um mm -hmm. with you know just like the the hospital paper over it to try to keep it sanitary they will give you material uh, <laughs> like we talked about last time right uh and uh and then you just you go into a cup and it's 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 pretty simple stuff and then you leave that cup uh you you put your name on it you uh, you date it you leave that right there you leave the suite and typically there's nobody out there uh -huh. at all they don't look at you because they're just like we know what you did it's like, <laughs> it's like come on guys we we all know why we're here but it's okay uh they they try to uh, be as um discreet as possible with okay. the guys with this stuff it's kind of odd how, how much they coddle us and how much the ladies are kind of like right just bad about um yeah and so you will be introduced so while your partner you know does that however whether he does it before your surgery during your surgery um before your surgery you, you meet with your fertility specialist your anesthesiologist and you get introduced to probably the most important person in this process and that is the embryologist mm -hmm. And the embryologist, their role, they come into play after the egg retrieval, is to monitor, help develop, and update you about your embryos. So once the guys provide the man gravy, that gets <laughs> added to your eggs, and then you want it to be fertilized because that's your baby in there. Like that's your embryo, your baby. Mm -hmm. And so embryologists are amazing because even when you have super low motility in your sperm or not that many, like, you know, Aaron's in My situation, yeah, like I was at, uh, I think the highest I ever got to was like 23. Yeah, and that was way at the end. I mean, early yeah. on, we were, when we're talking about our first cycle, it was like nine or 10%. Yeah. And so we had an awesome embryologist. Um, 
And those quality of embryos is critical. So a term you hear a lot is five-day blastocyst. Mm -hmm. You want to make it to five-day blastocyst. I remember thinking, like, why is that important? What does that that mean? It is critical. Because basically what happens is once they fertilize and you have those embryos, your embryologist is seeing how they develop. And so your cells are dividing, they're splitting within that embryo. And if they can make it to day five on their own, that's gonna give them the best chance of being able to develop into a healthy baby when they get put back in your body. Um, So you will hear they wanna make it to five days before they go back inside of you. Um, For our first round, we didn't have any quality embryos. we ended up having a pokey embryo. They called it that pokey. Pokey. I yeah. thought that was a fantastic way. Of right. Saying. We're like, oh, we're gonna oh, read pokey. it this pokey puppy. And yeah. yeah no. <laughs> so they did put ours back in on day two or day three. I forget which one now, but um, of course it did not take because they were not quality embryos. Because well, pokey sounds nice and cute and stuff and almost endearing. You don't it, want it, that. You, you don't want that because <laughs> it typically doesn't work. Correct. <laughs> Correct. And so. You will talk to your embryologist every day. Um, Our embryologist was amazing. Um, We talked about Aaron's varicocele last time, and we had no idea it could grow back. Our last cycle with Fertility Center in Maryland, we got to this point with egg retrieval and fertilization, and he had almost no sperm at all Mm -hmm. because his veins had grown back. Do you want to tell them what the embryologist did, dear? How the one looked like they were asleep? (laughs) <laughs> oh, it was so funny because uh, the the one lady was just like, yeah, I just I, I I looked at all of them, and one by one they kind of just died, and then this one he was just went like, <clears throat> and then I guess he was the one, and and I was just like, I'm sorry, what did he do? And she was just like, yeah, <laughs> like, oh no. <laughs> I thought he might have some life in him, so that was the one. Um, And so the other thing is they, you will get pressure um, to freeze any remaining embryos. Um, They will ask you that. It costs money. So please know that costs a whole lot extra. Yeah. Um, We got pressure to do that. It's almost like they upset you on it. Yeah. And I mean, I get it because you don't want to have to go through this process again. It does make sense. And if you have some good quality ones, you want to freeze them. Mm -hmm. Um, So the only time we were ever able to freeze was our round two. And we literally had one quality embryo. Mm Mm-hmm. And one to freeze. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> and so um, we did do that. And then know that with some fertility centers, then there's a, a defrosting fee. <laughs> right. They will just find it's It's almost like um, going to a car mechanic. Uh, well, they, they kind of just find any reason to, you know, parts okay. and labor and all that stuff. Absolutely. And so you're at this point. Now you're talking to your embryologist every day. They're seeing how they look. And now you're going to prepare yourself for embryo transfer. And this day is like Christmas and Disneyland, like wrapped in one, because <laughs> you know you're getting the start of a baby inside of you. And... um you know that that could be your baby. That's right. And so they will schedule that. Um, and no, you don't have to take off of work that day. I did and I didn't, depending on the cycle. Um, they used to recommend you lie in bed they, afterwards. They do not recommend that anymore. They want you moving around. But this is where 
your embryo is getting put back inside of you. Um, you will have a lot of emotions. You will get a time. They will ask you to go in with a full bladder. Be careful that it's not too full. And then you have to refill because sometimes your time gets pushed back based because off it's, of... it's a doctor's you know, office. So right. And so then you're back there um, and you have your fertility specialist, your embryologist, maybe a nurse assisting, and your partner or whoever you choose to bring with you. Um, they will tell you the number of embryos and have you sign off. Now, a lot of people think, oh, I want as many as possible. Most fertility specialists will not do that. That's correct. They will only put one in because, you know, they want you to have a healthy pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And it's just not recommended to do more than one. Um, and then they're going to insert a tube through your cervix. Um, and I think they shoot some dye up there and you can watch on the screen. Um, now, my fertility specialist was amazing. Um, but she learned real quick how weird my body is. <laughs> and so on one of our, you know, times, I want to say it was like our second transfer, because I don't think she did the first one. I think it was the other doctor. Yeah, I think you're correct. <laughs> second transfer. And I remember going through this process, and of course it's painful. And she says, oh, we need to rearrange some we things. Rearrange some things. I'm like, oh, great. Okay. That was just you're, like the craziest way of describing right. that. You're going to get this out of me, right? <laughs> no. No. You're staying right there. No. And I'm like, oh, my God. And then they had to <laughs> twist my cervix. Gross. Yeah, man. And painful. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Um, and they had to use a different tube. And so Aaron was watching. Dear God, <laughs> guys. <laughs> Dear God, I was just watching as uh, the doctor just would grab like a giant metal implement off the table. And I'm up by Chrissy's head uh -huh. holding her hand while yeah. all this is happening because uh, it's just it's a lot of pinching Painful. and stuff. Yes. Uh, so I, all I see is these like giant silver metal implements just being disappeared. Uh -huh. So they would just pick one up off the table and then put it you know in there and then with and leave it there because they would come back with nothing in their hands and they would do that for a while <laughs> and, and then i'm just like Are, chrissy's more machine than lady now like what, what's happening oh yeah and so eventually you will get to the point where then the embryologist comes over and you watch them you know they show you on the screen where they're aiming to put the embryo and you they watch kind of like them build like almost like a railroad tracks right up your cervix yeah and then they'll drop it off and the embryo will make or the embryologist will make sure the tube is clear that the embryo is up there and then you're allowed to go to the bathroom <laughs> and, yeah, after that that's why you know it's, it's good to have a full bladder but not so full that you're sitting yeah. there, you know, in way more pain than you need to be. Absolutely. And so then it's like super exciting because you're like, oh my God, my baby is inside of me. And you try to do everything you possibly can, you know, to make sure it's a loving environment. Um, but then, you know, you will make yourself think you're pregnant. 
um, and experience a lot of symptoms and you have a two-week wait. So a two-week wait for your pregnancy test. And some of the symptoms that you're experiencing might be from hormones. It yeah. also might be, uh, you know, psychosomatic, which could is to be, say. Could be because you're about to get your period. It could be that also. Like, there, there's just so many things. So just, like, if you start to, don't look for it. Right. Don't, if you start to, to feel like you're feeling these symptoms, just just be like, okay, good. Don't, right. don't like, actively think to myself, like, is this morning sickness or am I just, I yeah. just really don't feel like I, I want to go to work today. Unlike, <laughs> unlike me. Every time I thought I was pregnant. Yes. Every single every, time. Every single and time. I convinced myself of these symptoms. Um, so the first time we did not take a pregnancy test beforehand, and then I remember being, like, devastated. Mm -hmm. um, every other time since then we took a pregnancy test. Don't take it too early, though. And if you're going to take a pregnancy test before, you know, you go into your doctor's office, make sure you use first response. Yes. First um, response, and I would only do a couple days before because if not, you're you're just going to put yourself through a lot of emotions. And yeah, you just don't need to do that to yourself. Mm -mm. <clears throat> and so, you know, this is a really, really tough thing to do. You know, if anybody's gone through it, we commend you. Hopefully you got a baby out of it or more than one. We did not all the times we went through. Um, and, you know, it was just really hard. It was really hard to just have the bills and the emotional toll it takes on you without the excitement of the end result. That's right. So it, it does it does take that toll on you. Um, and especially because uh, you feel like you've done so much. Right. And, and you have. You really have. Uh, okay. Ladies especially. You know, guys, if you're, you know, good at your job, <laughs> you will also feel like you've been through a lot. Right. Um, and so, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's rough. You have this real big empty feeling inside. Uh, yeah, like and, I just did all this work for nothing. Yeah, absolutely. And then they'll... And it costs how much? Right. And then they'll immediately go into like, oh, next steps. Right. You know, let's start over. Let's start over right. again. And so you can determine, you know, together if you want to move forward. And that's it's entirely um, up to you guys. We went through six rounds um, that was that spread out over the course of how, how long? Yeah, it feels like... Forever. Right. So uh, several, the, several years. Yeah, a couple years. Now, one of the rounds was for our embryo adoption. Mm -hmm. um, and we are going to get into that in episode four because we thought we'd take you through each episode, the route that we went on. Um, so for our journey, we started out with surgeries. Then we tried to foster to adopt. And then we went to IVF. Um, and so within attempting to adopt is where we found out about embryo adoption. So that's a little preview for episode four. We want to thank you so much for being with us. We would love to hear your stories, your questions, your comments. So feel free to just comment on YouTube or, you know, on our Facebook posts, wherever. We are here for you. We're turning our mess into our message so others don't feel like they have to be so alone. And I'm going to go ahead and throw up my, uh, my, a work email for you guys uh, at the end of this. It's just so you guys uh, have another avenue to, to get in touch with us if you'd like. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, this has been Aaron and Chrissy Khan for the Pros and Cons podcast. Uh, this is episode three. And again, we want to shout out to our new family, Clover Media. Media. How cool are you guys? And of course, the amazing CSB, Connecticut School of Broadcasting. For their awesome which, facilities. Right, we would not be here. That's correct. <laughs> All right, everybody, have an awesome weekend and be good to each other.
What a wonderful world.